The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters, episode 191, with the great one, Mexi Pants, coming to you live from the city of Angels, the most electrifying city in the world, Columbus, Ohio. And this is the final podcast of the month of September. It is officially the 27th. We won't have another podcast until October next week. And we would like to thank everybody who tuned in this month. Very good and excellent month. A lot of uh, listeners this month as well. Mainly thanks to the 9 and 9 to kick off the month. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I like how some people thought that, oh, I'm going to stop listening and the listeners will go down because I always listen now. The player does not make the franchise, okay? That's that's how that's how this goes. You think you're the only important person that listens to my podcast? No. I'm sorry to disappoint you. But anywho. As we've mentioned before, September, excellent month, especially right after my birthday. So this past weekend was a very good weekend. You know, Liverpool won. OSU kicked the crap out of Tulane. Mexi was in attendance uh, thanks to his attorney inviting him to the game. Club seats, thank you very much. I'd actually never sat on that side of the stadium. I've always sat on the other side, A, double A, B a few times, and definitely C when I was in college, and also on the student section. But never on that side of the stadium behind behind the, uh, the OSU team. It was very nice. As always, the greatest band in the land, Kicking Ass, for Quadruple Script Ohio. Excellent. OSU won. The Giants won, finally. And Mexi went 3-0 across three leagues and his fantasy football teams. Mexi still undefeated in the Jackaroos League. 2-1 uh, and uh, one in Money Mike's League, where he is defending. he's the defending champ. Unfortunately, my own league is not going very too well. But, hey, it's all about making a dance. One and two will turn things around. But, anywho. What is even more exciting. Fall has begun. Baseball's out. The NBA is about to come back. Soccer's in full swing. So is football. Liverpool, undefeated in the Premiership. Actually, and the Champions League. We won our first seven games. Until yesterday when we lost in the Carabao Cup to Chelsea. Why? Oh, because we threw in basically our backups, except for one or two people. I mean, 
I'll back because I'm not terrible. But when you have a team that's playing with more starters than you, and you have thrown in backups who basically have not played together all season, yeah, you'll lose 2-1 to Chelsea. And the worst part is it was at home. So now we got to go to Chelsea this weekend and try and steal one and keep our undefeated streak. We are currently in first place, ladies and gentlemen. I should never get this excited about first place, mainly because, I mean, we've never gone undefeated in the first seven weeks, but we've also been in first place before and lost the lead, so it's a little too early to be that excited. But I will say that things are looking okay. And if you guys watched the game against PSG, beautiful. I never thought I would say this, but I can't believe we beat a team that had Neymar, Cavani, and Mbappe as their starting trio. I mean, our starting trio is decent. But, I mean, you would think that those all-stars, especially one that just won the French World Cup, I mean, you know, the World Cup with France, you know, they'd be able to score. But, hey. Good old, good, good old Firmino with a blind eye. Our next couple games are very hard. So, Chelsea this coming weekend. You got Napoli away at the um, in the Champions League, and I believe we play Manchester City. Which again, we're in first place, six, 18 points out of 18. Chelsea and Man and Man City both have at least tied one, so they're behind us at 16. So those two games, I would say, are very crucial. And another exciting things that happen after my birthday. Our shows, have, my shows have started today. How to Get Away with Murder comes back. This past Monday, The Big Bang Theory, excellent episode, the final season. I can't wait to see what How to Get Away with Murder has in store for me. This season. And SVU for some reason got moved to Thursday. But hey, you know, when you don't have cable, you can't really follow these things. But hey, thank God for streaming. Now, right now, trying to save my money for WrestleMania tickets and the gambling I'm going to do in Vegas. Uh, supposedly, my little brother is going to be in attendance as well. He uh, had my parents buy him the ticket. And my parents will also. Hey, uh, are you guys coming to Christmas? Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yeah, buy your tickets and uh, we'll pay you back. No, it's not. No, it's not how this works, motherfucker. No. You want us to all be together in Salt Lake City. How about you buy the tickets? I will pay you back. Fuck out of here. No. That's not how this works. Plus, you have more free time to do bullshit. I got better things to do than look up Salt Lake City flights. But that's the plan for Christmas, which means Thanksgiving was spending it with Terrace family. Sounds lovely, jovely. Now, before we go on, because now, yeah, quick sports recap, great. But now I want to talk about the nitty-gritty part of the podcast. I wanted to talk about basically work stuff, but personal injury, clients and coworkers, and how people finally are realizing that I wasn't full of shit when I said, hey, nobody does anything at work. And we'll get into that. But before we do, let's remind everybody that if you ever need to relax, make sure you go to Hand and Stones Massage. 
Mexi goes to the one in Dublin. You can go to whichever one you want. As long as you use the promo code Mexi, they'll give you a discount on your first Swedish massage and your membership. And it's still massage. Proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, let's start with the client portion of the issue. As I've stated before, because you remember in the 99, I had a special on how to do your own personal injury case. How to have value to the case. That's what basically our one of our forms says in the packet that half the clients wouldn't fucking read. For every accident, you have the property damage and the bodily injury. If you legit have property damages, then you'll get a good bodily injury settlement. I have one where two bozos go to the chiropractor and State Farm's refusing to give me an offer unless they see the property damage pictures because they're looking at their insurance property damage pictures and there's no there's no property damages. There's no nothing is wrong with his car. So, rightfully so, they're asking for pictures about our car. And we don't have any. So, I asked the clients, hey, can you send me pictures of your injuries? Of the Well, not your injuries, your, your car's uh, property damages. Oh, okay, well, we'll get on that. Sends me pictures, you can't see anything. I'm like, uh, there's no damage to the back of the car. Oh, yeah, you just, yo, we couldn't get closer. Really? I'm going to need you to get closer. Well, we can't. Well, guess what? I can't turn this in because they're going to say there's no issue. That is insane. No. I might as well lie and tell State Farm that my clients already fixed the fucking car. Because there's no property damage pictures. There's like literally no injury, no no dent, not even so much as a dent to the back of the fucking car. Get fucking closer, motherfucker, or I don't care, grab a bat, beat the shit out of the back of it, again, because clearly you're scamming. Motherfuckers, you guys are such idiots. And I like how they're like, oh, we can't get closer. I'm sorry, you can't get closer to the back of your own fucking car? I find that very hard to believe. And that's what, see, and that's the problem. That's what I hate. Again, we have another client. This was a 2016 case. Now, I actually learned something from one of our attorneys this week. If And I'm going to share it with you guys because it is of importance. If you are ever involved in a hit skip, which means a hit and run, basically. Somebody hits you, they peace out, you don't know if they have insurance or not. If you want to set up a uninsured motorist claim with your own insurance and go after them to get compensation. You technically have three years to do so in the state of Ohio. We've always talked about the two-year statute limitation. It is actually three years if it's a hit and skip. Just throwing that out there. I did not know that. So we had this client. His statute was up September 26. When I got the file, one of our old case managers had already looked through it saw that most of his records that he claimed were related were not. Because it mentions, you know, his accident being September 26. He went to the ER, great. But then it mentions that he got another accident in December. It mentions that, you know, he fell down at his son-in-law's. 
and it mentions that he fell down again hunting. So all of that cannot be related because you're clearly getting injured throughout the year and a half that you supposedly treated. So when I got the file, I reviewed it. I said, no, no, this, all of this is clearly not related. This is his demand. Showed it to Mike. Mike agreed. Gave it to one of the negotiators, one of the ones that have been fired since. She didn't want to take the box of additional nonsense records. So she tries negotiating it. Client says, oh, this is related. She comes back in the office. I literally have to have a three-way fucking phone call with the client and her as we go over through the records. And it clearly states that he had all these other injuries. And it's we can't use it. It even has history of him having DDD and osteoporosis. No, you can't use that. They're going to shut that shit down, especially if you had another car accident and you fell down three fucking times. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. The offer was a little under $3,000. The statue was coming up. We we're like, all right, let's 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 send it to the litigation team. Let's have them fight it in court. Client wants more, but, you know, whatever. Well, we find out that, A, it's actually three years, so they can give it back to our new negotiator, Brittany, to try and settle with the client. Well, the client is still adamant, oh, all of this is related. And Brittany, as you know, being new, asks me about the case. I'm like, we have literally told this motherfucker four fucking times that ha- that everything that was in the box was not related. The box, I think we even shredded the records because they were not related. He has DDD, he fell three times, and he got another accident in December. Brittany magically was able to get more out of the offer. But we're like, dude, you need to settle. This is ridiculous. Oh, I'll sleep on it. Oh, he don't sleep on it. He calls right back. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go get my own records again. And I want to come in and we'll sit down and look at them. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish we did not shred those records because we literally highlighted the parts that cannot be used. Plus, I'm pretty sure, again, on the police report that we always get... It says right there how fast you guys were going. So you can't claim all these injuries. They do look at the police report. If it says you were doing 5 miles an hour, you got hit by somebody doing 15, guess what? That's nothing. Especially if it's car on car. If you had a truck that hit you or a semi, I may understand. But a fucking car on car, you were fucking fine. Same thing. Like I said, they always check the property damage. And you're up here trying to tell me this bullshit? No. Get the fuck out of here. But do remember, guys. If you have uninsured motorist claim, hit and run, three years. If the guy hit you and didn't have insurance, it's not the same thing. If you want more details, I would say, call my man Raymond. Because if you don't have uninsured motorist coverage and you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, you need that on your pocket fucking policy. You need to be covered. So call my man Ramo, 595-2934. Use promo code Mexi. He'll give you a discount on your car insurance. You can bundle it with life at home. You know, get an umbrella plan. It's all up to you. But if you bundle, you save money. If you use the promo code, you save money. American National. Proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast.
But yeah, so that's that's the issue with these clients. You think everything's related. And then the problem is with the older files, I can't verify if it is or not unless I have the record. So if my jabronis at work don't request shit in time, then I got to request it to see if it is or not. Case in point, my man Madry, who now does intakes, who used to have like 100 plus files, neglected, just sitting there doing nothing. He signs up a deaf guy, which I have no problem with people being deaf, but the intake sheet is literally blank. I somehow managed to get the EMS run report, the bill, the hospital records and bills, and I'm like, did he go anywhere else? I can't. I keep calling him. Oh, yeah. No, he's not answering the phone. I'm like, how the fuck do I get a hold of this fucker? Email. Nothing. The motherfucker's deaf. There's no notes in the intake that says he is deaf. I misread his email, and his email is actually deaf. Ron B. Well, his first name and initial first last name. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's deaf. Let's shoot him a text. So I shoot him a text, and guess what? He did go to a chiropractor. And I'm like, I haven't heard from Madri in a year and a half. Oh, really? Well, guess what? We haven't forgotten about you, but I'm almost ready to send you demand. Which, again, this accident was in December. ER Cairo. You go to the ER, you go to chiropractor, done. He was probably done treating March. How the fuck was this not sent already? I don't fucking know. But that's the part that pisses me off about my coworkers. They each bitch about how people don't do shit. But they are also themselves part of the problem. Emily, the person who got me the job, I just found out she doesn't even know how to sign up a PNC. That's a potential new client, by the way. And spends most of her day fucking around. Yet she averages 40 to 50 hours a week. I look at the demands that she's done. Five. That's insane. That's ridiculously insane. Gina. Likes to say, oh, I'm very thorough in my demands. No, you take forever to do one. And you take forever to request records and bills because you don't know where you're requesting them from. I learned that firsthand when she did mine or tried to do mine. You average 60 hours a week, yet you can only put up three demands? Really? That is the problem. We're spending too much time fucking around. I'm not going to say I don't fuck around at work. I do. But when I fuck around, I'm still putting up high numbers and I'm averaging 60 hours a week. And, and I mean, it's up and down the company. Now, I don't know about the litigation team because the attorneys seem to know what they're doing, especially the new guy. You know, he comes in up and running, but uh, their law clerks are, are so lazy. We literally, I literally had one where I'm like, okay, well, the statue's coming up. Let's send it up there. I thought the demand needed to be redone because I still had the dude that's still treating. Oh no, he supposedly was done treating in August. I'm like, oh, right, whatever. Thanks for letting us know. Um, send it up there. And then the CD of records I requested comes in. We mail it up there to the office. I get an email from Matt 
And he's like, uh, <clears throat> I'm sending this back to you because the client says he has lost wages. He has no doctor's notes, so I don't know what lost wages he's claiming. And we're missing the Mount Carmel stuff. And I'm like, uh, we send the CD up to you guys. It's not here in the office. It's not in the file you just sent me. So it's up there. Well, I don't have it. I'm like, I'm not saying you have it. I'm saying it's up there. We mailed it to you on the 6th of September. And here's the client's lost wages because he claimed he already sent them. Uh, uh, no. He's like, I emailed them. I'm like, to what email? The one's in the file? The one where you signed me up? Uh... I'm pretty sure that email is no longer even working, sir. So can you please send them to my email? I get them forwarded to my I'm like, send this back up there and tell them to shut up. It's insane. <laughs> I have another one that had to go up there because, again, co-workers dropping the fucking ball. It's a Walmart case. So chick claims that she fell down at Walmart. Okay. Accident happened last August. So August 2017. How on earth did it take that long to get... ER records and the chiropractic stuff. I don't know. But I finally get it. Send a demand this month. And you're just like, yeah, we denied this in January. Our store's not liable. What? Yeah, if you have the video, I'm like, uh, we asked you for the video, you give it to us. So I kick it up to the North office. Hey, file it. They want the video. I'm like, this could have been handled in January. Especially if it was from last fucking August. It does not take more than six months to get the ER records and the chiropractor records. It's insane. And it's and then the other I think part of the problem is that it's been a shit show for so long. We're finally trying to fix things that people don't like change. People are arguing with the office manager. And on top of that, a lot of people at work have family members that also work there. Emily's aunt is one of our marketing letter creators. Oh, great. So you, I'm actually surprised that Emily, we found out that she's actually quit eight times and come back eight times over the course of like four years. Um, I'm surprised that she hasn't left because the aunt only works part time. She leaves at two every day and doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She does it so slow. I mean, I fall asleep watching her do her job. Then you have the office manager who has her oldest son do the letter courier. Okay, well, he distributes the letters. Great. All right, that's it. That, that's fine. The office manager is respectable. She's probably not going anywhere. But then you have the former receptionist turned uh, lean specialist, uh, Tina, who is slower than a snail and doesn't know shit about personal injury, but yet she does leans. She used to be the receptionist, and then we got a new one because guess what? Tina is always sick, supposedly. She has Crohn's disease. Oh, my lord. Not not saying that's nothing to, to snuff at, but in the entire time I've been there, she's taken so much time off because of sickness, and she just had a surgery. Nobody knows which surgery. She's about to have another one, and yet we've gotten one doctor's note. Just one. She's finagling with Madri. I don't know what their relationship is. Because I literally see them kiss in the office. Yet they're both married. So I don't know what the fuck that is about. But there's some kind of shadiness going on there. Because every time she's at the hospital, supposedly, oh, he goes and sees her. Yeah, because let's just not have you do your job. 
on top of the negligence that you already do? Do we need to have you disbarred again? Anyways, so because of the sickness, the office manager told Tina, hey, we're going to train the new receptionist to kind of learn Medicaid, you know, how to do stuff. So she took offense to that. I'm like, what? You're never here, bitch. And then over the weekend, so her son does the other mail routes. Son looks like he's straight out of Sons of Anarchy. Always knocks on the door. We always have to let him in. Him and the other kid don't have keys. Oh, but somehow, this Sunday, he came and worked. We saw him on camera. I'm like, uh, Tina, how does your son have a key if we never gave him one? Oh, let me see your key. Bright blue key. Which means Tina made a copy of the key. Big no-no. Gave it to her son. Yet every day he knocks when he comes into the office. Fucker, you have a fucking key. Are you shitting me right now? And then even though Tina doesn't work 40 hours a week because she's fucking sick. Oh, she'll come in on Saturday and Sunday and do some Medicaid work. I work from home on the weekends, and when I work from home, you could tell. There's literally a laundry list of stuff I've updated on our system that you can see from Saturday and Sunday. She works five hours, updates two cases. I'm like, uh, no. And I send her messages. She always sends nonsense messages. I did the lean, I did the lean. Yeah, I don't need to know that. I can see because it updates the file. I sent her messages about a few, you know, Medicaid finals I needed. No response. Like, oh, but you're supposedly in the office. What are you doing? Same thing with Emily. She'll come in on the weekend every time. And she'll bring her son. They'll fuck around. I see two notes from a five-hour day. I update one case. It's like at least five notes. This is five different things on one case. Are you shitting me right now? Same thing with Mr. Kevin, who used to be in the office, who now is banging the other negotiator. I don't. I mean, again, platinum rule, people. Platinum rule. I get it because I used to violate the platinum rule until I learned my lesson. You don't shit where you eat. You don't eat where you shit. Golden rule says love thy neighbor. Platinum rule is never, never, ever love thy neighbor. You guys remember that. Heard it before. I'm just saying. So they're fucking around. Oh, but guess what? The new negotiator, Brittany, who knows what she's doing and is an actual former negotiating adjuster for Safe Auto. Oh, it's actually in one month already has 23 files negotiated. All of them from my demands. Hmm. Mr. I'm at home, dude. We'll see him negotiate some files. And I'm like, okay, well, he's at 45. But I'm like, uh, you basically negotiated $500 more on this one file than the initial offer. Are you, are you shitting me right now? Now, we always have to get permission from the clients to negotiate to the top, top dollar. But, I mean, I would run every offer by them. Oh, no. Kevo doesn't. He, I literally got an email yesterday from State Farm for a release for one of my clients. And I'm like, I didn't. I just basically gave this to 
Tammy the other day to uh, give to a negotiator. It's already settled. I pull it up. No notes about negotiating. I'm like, uh, it doesn't even have fucking Kevin's initials on it. He somehow already settled these and already on his chart. That's in, no. What the fuck? Call the office manager last night. I'm like, uh, what's going on here? It's like, well, yeah, maybe he did negotiate them. Uh, you know, he maybe forgot to make his notes. I'm like, okay. That, and I pulled up the last three that were mine that he had on there because I follow up on my demands to make sure they're settled. The last three, he did the fucking same thing. You're basically barely negotiating and you're not getting the top dollar. Yeah, that's a big no-no. But hey, what do I know about negotiating? Oh, wait. I negotiated my first fucking file. Oh, how did I do that? Oh, the adjuster did not know that the client had health insurance. Told him the bill was outstanding. Oh, well, bada bim, bada boom. They gave me $50,000 for bills of $30,000. But guess what? Her insurance actually did pay. Her, so she only owes $271 on the ambulance bill. Everything else is zero. And on top of that, we got her, her med pay. So the bitch is getting $55,000 and only owes $271. And it's ER, little bit of little bit of, of Cairo. She claims she has a scar on her eyebrow. Ooh, smallest scar in the world. But hey, oh, look at that. So one of my cases, $55,000, I can add maybe 10 of Kevin's and it will add up to 50. No, you're insane. Get the fuck out of here. I swear, people literally don't do shit. We literally should send everybody. Plug in real quick to Super Studios 253. They will whoop you into shape. There will be no resting there. It's all fun and games. And no judgment. Give them a call. 253-272-0700. Ask for code SUPER. Use promo code MEGS and get a discount. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As I was saying, we should send them up there to get whipped into shape. I'm not even sure if that's going to work. So anyways, Kevin's not really negotiating the top dollar. He's fucking around with the other negotiator. That's going to hit the fan once he realizes that Brittany's doing more than he is. And she actually balance checks the files. Oh yeah, she does her own shit. Fucking Kevin... Uh, has a file where the dude speaks perfect English but does speak French and he wants me to get permission to negotiate and do all this. I'm sorry. When was the last time you did anything but just make a phone call and negotiate? No. I'm not doing that for you if you literally do not negotiate to the top dollar. No. You call the clients. They're yours. You get them to negotiate. You get permission. He, oh, he doesn't understand. He speaks fucking perfect English. He was Ethan's file before he was my file. He speaks English. So your options are either negotiate it or kick it back to me. I'll settle it. Those are your two options. Oh, the guy's more comfortable with you. Well, what a, what a shocker. And then Tina quit. Oh, because she she didn't like the way the office manager talked to her. Um, you were peddling keys to the office, which in any other firm, 
that's a straight fireable offense. You're never at work. We need somebody to do the leans. And you get offended. Get the fuck out of here. Just go. And I'm like, look, office manager, as long as she's gone and she doesn't come back, because I don't want a fucking Emily who leaves and comes back because, oh, it's a shit show, but yet she goes to somewhere else. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't handle it. No, no, no. I can't do that. No. I don't want that. Okay? If she's gone, she's gone. Fuck her. She don't know how to fucking do a job anyways. Do you know how many times she would come over to me asking for how to match up the fucking interim, the claims, to what the demand said? Now, mind you, I would, I would, I would say, if it's not my demand, it probably is a shit show. But it's not that hard to match numbers. Okay? How did you get hired if you can't even do math? So, yeah. Bye. And, of course, because she's, you know, gone, we already get attitude from her son who does the routes. He came in just once yesterday and didn't take anything with him. So guess who's next going out the door? Oh, I'm sorry. You pedal, you have your own key, even though you lied about it. And then you don't want to do your job. You don't want to work. Guess what? Follow your mom home. You're done. And then we only have maybe three or four other people we didn't get rid of and replace with actual working people who have a brain and don't neglect files. And guess what? The firm would actually be in a better place. We already have the most demands ever in a year in the most settled cases. Oh, I wonder why. Because I put 10 days, talk, talk to us in 10 days with an offer. It works. This is why the attorney introduces me to his crew at the club seats at the game. People who do his ads as the future of the company. Yes, just like Seth Rollins. The future. Motherfucker. I don't fuck shit up. And if you get one of my cases and I did something wrong, bring it back to me, I'll fix it. That's basically all you motherfuckers need to do. Everything else, I don't know how you guys... I don't even know how you guys went to school. How do you guys... Sometimes I wonder, how do you guys live outside of work? Because if you can't do basic math and can't handle answering phone calls... We literally get maybe a third of the phone calls that my old job used to get. And here we are. You're complaining because, oh my God, it's a full moon. The clients are being assholes. Yeah, because nobody calls them back. And you literally waste too much time with probably fucking damages. We don't charge for that. There's no reason to tell a client, oh yeah, we can help you with property damages. And basically walk them through... Fixing their car. They can do... They're big boys. They can do that themselves. Oh, and we back back in a circle. We finish off of another client issue that drives me nuts. If you have insurance, because guess what? It's illegal to drive without insurance. Yeah, if you want stuff handled fast, that's why we set up the claim with your insurance and their insurance. Because you can go through your insurance because they know you. But yes, your deductible will need to be paid. It will be reimbursed. If not, you can wait. Because as always, this is how it works. You set up the claim with the person that hit you. Their insurance has to investigate. They need to talk to you. They need to talk to the other person. They're insured. And get a copy of the police report and investigate. Photos, cameras, whatever. 
If that takes a month, well, yeah, that takes a month. So go through your insurance. It's a lot faster. If you have rental coverage, you can even get a rental. And they'll get their money back from the other insurance when once they accept liability, a.k.a. accept responsibility for the accident. If they don't, well, hey, you still have a rental. Oh, but if you're a cheap ass and don't have your own rental coverage, you have UM coverage, you can't bitch. If you have liability only, guess what? You're at the mercy of how long it takes the other people to fucking do their jobs. I had one. I'm going to finish off with this story. I had one where Geico took five fucking months to accept liability. Their insured got cited on the police report. They immediately denied it based on what their insured said. They claimed that the reason they denied it is because they talked to the officer. And the officer said that he doesn't support what he put on the police report. I'm sorry. So you're telling me that the police officer either lied on the police report and admitted that to you? Yeah, no. Then the person went to court, tried to fight his ticket. Somehow, some way, he was still found guilty. Oh, but our insured, according to Geico, did not plead guilty. Yeah, there's a, there's a way to plead no contest or not guilty. But guess what? You were still found fucking guilty. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's because of the goodness of our hearts. We decided to overturn our decision and accept liability. I'm sorry. Your guy got ticketed, found guilty, and you were still going to take your stand and, you know, say you denied it? Yeah, we would have seen you in court. You still mishandled this. We didn't mishandle anything. The client is pissed that for five months, he's had no car. Yeah, he's going to do a loss of use claim. You better pay him adequately because he's furious, mind you. He was also furious because Ethan had never talked to him in five months during this whole process. I had to find everything out in a day. It took me a day to do this. So obviously, I'd be pissed too. But then, here's the kicker. The motherfucker doesn't even have his own insurance. And that's where I lose my shit. You're complaining it's taking five months? Okay, legit complaint, Ethan dropped the ball. But you have no fucking insurance, which means that at the end of the day... You shouldn't even be fucking driving. I don't understand how insurances don't use that as an excuse. Or even police officers. I'm sorry. If I had somebody, like if I get in an accident with someone and that person doesn't have insurance, and even if it's my fault for the accident, they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be driving. They have no insurance. They have no license. So I don't think it should be my fault. And I stand by that. But hey, doing what we do, that doesn't matter. Because all that matters is who's at fault for the accident. But again, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't run my firm, but I'm just saying. And I don't tell the police officers what to do. I mean, if I was a police officer, you would get cited for not having a license and you would not be found at fault if the other person that hit you didn't have a license or insurance. And I definitely think police officers should check to make sure and call the insurance and they show up to the scene and make sure they're actually paying their premiums. And that's another thing. Hence why you need to call my man, Ramo. Well, that is all for now. Sorry about the excess ranting, but hey, new, new happenings at work, new stories, new complaints. You can check out all the episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, review the podcast. Check us out on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. 
whatever you do. And as always, remember, going into October, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time. Bye.